Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. Seems like there's always disclaimers on any of the Chicago teams at this point. Yeah, man. I was... The Bears do this all the time where they, there's like somebody who isn't getting the numbers that you expect. And they're like, oh, we swear he's playing really well. You watch the tape, he's playing really well. But you don't have to do that for guys that are getting a bunch of sacks or a bunch of touchdowns. Yeah, I mean... Everyone knows they're playing well. I think the Chicago fan has just been beaten down by everything. Literally every team in this town, except for the Sky. Um, They're just down. It's like they don't even have the competitive fortitude with each other in the city to produce a good product. Like, and I get it, long-term plan, rebuild, stuff like that, but Boston never seems to have that problem, and I guess LA is kind of suffering right now, but... I, I mean, who's doing the best out of the five major teams? I know the Sky are doing better than any of them, but mm-hmm. out of everybody else, who's doing the best right now? There's a streak where all the Chicago White teams Sox, I guess? were on a... Oh, and Dude, did you just say the White Sox? That's my guess. Who's doing the best out of the Absolutely five? Absolutely not. Who's no? Who's doing the best out of the five? The White Sox who had World Series expectations and missed the playoffs. Right. It's who's, not them. The Cubs were intentionally going to be bad. Uh, it's probably the Bears because they lucked into the quarterback situation. <laughs> it's the, the three and twelve Bears are doing the best. Honestly, and I, yeah, that's true. I, I think that's they true. lucked into the quarterback. Mm-hmm. They they have almost a hundred million dollars in cap space, and they're going to have potentially. A top two pick in the draft, maybe the number one overall pick, and could trade back for more assets. Like, I think I it's going a hundred percent, absolutely amazing for them in year one of this regime. Yeah, could not have gone better. The Bears have, I think, are the closest to actually winning a championship, uh, and it's just strictly because they have the quarterback. It's easier to go worse to first in the NFL than the other sports. The $100 million in cap space helps. They found the quarterback. Uh, they do try hard. Like, I know we laugh at the the tank the tank wins, but I do think there is something to, like, I think people in that room, in that building, believe, like, they are building towards something. I think that matters in the long run because as much as y'all laughed at me for saying the same thing about the Lions, Lions could be going to the playoffs because people believe in that room. In that building. So I think that's important as you're building towards something. I'm not saying they're going to go out and be 14 and three next year. What I am saying is finding the quarterback was the most important thing they could have done this year. Cause we talked about it on here. Like we thought this would have been a wasted season for fields because he had no weapons. Mm-hmm. I think he developed much more than we thought he would despite the lack of weapons. I but can't believe he developed was- at all because Correct. All the concerns that we all had before the season all ended up happening. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. And you see plays where there is no blocking and there's a, a defender, a spy watching him to make sure he doesn't run mm-hmm. and nobody's open and he's getting hit the second his back foot finishes his drop. So everything that we all thought they were messing up and was going to be a problem has all been a problem. And still he's gotten better. I, I can't believe this guy has survived honestly <laughs> the first two years. I mean, cause you're talking about how bad this year and this year is and I don't know, man. Last year was probably worse because last 100%. year the pro- last year the problems weren't the last year the problems were on the field with the other players and the coaches and the GM. Like the the problems were all throughout. I mean, you remember that Cleveland game last year when he made his first start? Mm. Woof. Yeah, mean, that... This guy's this guy's had quite a first two years. The Bears have been everything that the Bears have a reputation for being ever in his first two years, and he's still gotten better. He's still improved. Did you did had to, specifically last year because now that we feel comfortable enough to say Justin is is a star quarterback and one that you build around. Like how many fans have changed their perception on how they view uh, player development and specifically player development with the quarterback just because of the ineptitude that Justin went through last year. Like imagine if they they got to stay with Justin. Like fans would be booting Justin out of here, and it wouldn't be his fault, just because how we do the evaluation on, on quarterbacks, and it's it's it, it makes what I guess what I'm asking is, do fans put more now on coaching and coaching staffs versus writing off players almost immediately? Well, I think the the evidence was there with Jared Goff in L.A. Right, like Jeff Fisher, it was just like this this kid's not good. And it was like, Jeff Fisher, get your ass, eight and eight ass out of here. We were bringing a real coach. You bring in Sean McVay, and then all of a sudden, you're winning games with Jared Goff as your quarterback, right? Um, with Josh Allen and Buffalo. Like, that didn't happen overnight. Like, that was something that they had to build towards. Jalen Hurts in Philly, they had to build towards that. And so I think there is a lack of patience here by nature because you shouldn't have to wait. Uh, almost a franchise's entire history to get the quarterback position right. <laughs> like I, I talk about it. It takes 103 years for us to make a cup of coffee. None I talk about it all the time. Coffee. I talk about it all the time. But like the fact that we talk about Sid Luckman in 2000, in the year of our Lord, 2022, about to be 2023 is an embarrassment. They should be embarrassed <laughs> as an organization. That Jim you McMahon. got kids talking about Sid Luckman, Eric Kramer, and Jim, Jim McMahon. Jim this is this is this is what's this is what's more embarrassing. My man Geno Smith in Seattle would be the Bears' all-time season record holder in passing yards, touchdowns, and completion percentage, and he ain't hadn't started a game since 2014, or hadn't started a full season since 2014. Uh, the Trubisky year in 2018 was their best or one of their best quarterback seasons ever statistically. Yeah, it was uh, Kramer, a still low bar. The, Kramer still holds the yards record. I think Luckman still holds the touchdown record. Uh, but this is bad, man. It's awful. It's What's crazy to me is that you see it look so easy elsewhere. You just mentioned Geno Smith played really well, had a Pro Bowl season. Baker Mayfield hops off a plane and plays, like, okay, not bad for the Rams. Like, it, it looks so easy, all these other places. 
the guy Geno Smith hadn't started a game uh, a full season since 2014, eight years, almost an entire decade. And in his first season, getting the job when people thought he would be absolute garbage, he's going to throw for over 4,200 yards and 30 touchdowns. You could have easily forgotten he was in the league. Mm-hmm. Easily. A lot of people wanted uh, Drew Locke to start. <laughs> like, I, I think, I, like, it's, but for all those reasons, Tone, yeah, I, I think there's a, a, a natural impatience here for all the reasons we just mentioned. Where in other cities, like, think about Green Bay. You get to go from Favre to Rodgers. Where in L.A. you get to go from Goff to to Stafford, and you had Kurt Warner in there, got you a Super Bowl. Like, it only happens here. (laughs) It only happens here where you go entire generations and everybody still is unhappy. My dad was unhappy with the quarterback situation. Y'all parents were unhappy with the quarterback situation. We're unhappy with the quarterback situation until – a young kid out of Georgia by the name of Justin Fields falls to the Bears, happens to just fall to the Bears in the right draft, and now they look like geniuses, even though the guy that drafted him uh, is no longer here. That's one of the more fascinating parts of it is they traded up to get him, but I, I don't think they would have ever known what to do with him, and all of the evidence I need to support that was the entire rookie season. <laughs> thinking he was some project, even though he'd just come from the very top of college football. Mm-hmm. He hadn't come from like, you know, North Dakota, West. This wasn't State Kellen Mond. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so like it's lucky in the way that I don't know why they went up and got a guy that they never would have understood how to use. And yet somehow have gifted the, the uh, their, their successors, this great quarterback that they did know how to use. <laughs> and now in the cruelest twist of all, Russ, now that you have the quarterback, you have literally nothing else at all. Nowhere. Easier to go worse to first in the NFL than other sports. And they have a, the highest of first round picks, which they haven't had in a while. Those they don't always go well. They don't, but the we fact that know. you don't the fact that you don't have to blow it on a quarterback in a, a draft where nobody's really sure about the quarterback position is a really big deal. Because then you can say, oh, what sucker can we trade this number one overall pick to? Who's going to give us that deal the Dolphins got a couple of years exactly. ago from the 49ers? That's the, if you ask me what's one thing that surprised me about this season, that'd be it. It would be that you could be this bad and get this, bad of, this high of a draft pick and not need a quarterback. Mm. I thought the only way they'd be this bad, like number one pick level bad record-wise, would be if Fields is a disaster. And yet he's gone up and they still have this top pick. And you feel good about it, right? They're going to go three and 14 and we all feel good inside. We feel good. We feel feel like we're going to feel good. Like we're going to feel good. We hope we're going to feel good. Like they, they went, they had better years in all the neg years. And I felt worse than I do currently. You, you know, this will be their second – if they lose out, this will be their second worst record ever. Ever. Like this, and nobody would be complaining. And, and that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I – Because for I still the first think it's time, well. maybe in the team's history, you're like, damn, they got a dude at quarterback. I mean, we look back at the beginning of the season, what do we all want? 
to see if Justin could be the guy Bingo. and that he stays healthy and the Bears get a high draft pick. Those are the three like most important things to come out of this season. And they did it. They did it. Uh, he did it. I think he deserves a lot of credit. I think he deserves I, I all the credit, maybe, mm-hmm. because they gave him. He should have had he all, of, all the things we said. This oh. you guys are messing this up. You guys are messing this up on the O line. Yeah. You're messing this up with all these Nikhil Harry type guys at wide receiver. You they had me and Tony playing receiver, and then they gave <laughs> they him had me and Tony playing receiver. And the, and the big thing that they figured out along the way, and I and I give them credit for adjusting six games in or whatever it was, because the previous. Coaching staff never adjusted to anything ever, ever. at any time, short term, long term, whatever. But the big adjustment they made was like, well, he's really fast. Let's let him be really fast. So in a, lot of, in a lot of ways, they've only done what anybody else would have done in the same situation, I think, at this point. But anyway, I, before we start the show, you get let's say they luck in the number one overall pick. What do you do? Tone, what do you do? What Jason, what do you do? I think Will Anderson is a game-changing talent. And I think if he's there and there the deals aren't looking as good as he thought. Um, and I don't want them just trading down just because. Like it's gotta be this is the number one pick that we're talking about. It needs to be a haul. Um, but if they get stay at two or there's no deal out there, I think you take uh, Will Anderson. Jason, I mean, Hall of Fame pass rusher would if that's what you think you're getting at number one or two overall, that's that's worth keeping the pick for that. The All right, let's one, say for, number let's one say thing you need is a quarterback. He is the number twelve two sacks a year you, for the next spend. eight years. Yeah, I'm keeping that pick and taking that. Yes, yeah, hands down. Yeah, that's worth keeping the pick. Mm-hmm. You you have to f- have somebody that's out there that is going to be able to trade you multiple first round picks too. Yes, and it can't it can't be the Lions. It can't be a team in your division because you're not going to do that. Like maybe Seattle. Seattle right now, I think is going to pick fourth. You need Seattle to, you need Denver to win so that Seattle's pick gets worse, mm-hmm. and then Seattle might be in position to trade you. But um, yeah, still a lot can go wrong the last two weeks. We'll find out. <laughs> Now it's time for a Chicago Bears segment we call This is fine I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently Everything's fine That's okay Things are gonna be okay I did not know that we were going to be discussing the Bears draft when I put this together, nor did I know Tony was going to hit the button before we even officially started the show. Uh, other than that, though, it's perfect timing, Russ, because everything's fine. Everything's fine. Bears currently in line for the number two pick. Um, I just have uh, all of this fear that they're going to screw it up by winning these last two games <laughs> and end up picking like seventh or something like that because the trap is laid so perfect. I think Houston... <laughs> I think Houston's going to give them the gift they need by winning a game and make that number one pick there to take. I think Houston maybe beat the Colts end of the year or something like that. And I still think the Bears would might screw it up by beating the Lions and Vikings because the Vikings might be coming in that last week with third stringers, man. And that trap is just sitting there. And, like, oh, my gosh, don't, don't fall for it. Don't go beat the third-string Vikings if you need to lose that game. So literally after everything we've gone through this year, 
after I was right about everything with the Lions, you still think the Lions are going to get beat by this bum-ass Bears team? Eh, not really, but it's possible. This isn't like they're, you know, going and playing uh, the, the Eagles or the Chiefs or somebody like that. It is possible. I think the Lions are a four-point or four-and-a-half-point favorite right now in BetMGM. They're scoring over 30 points a game in the month of December. I know. They just lost to the Panthers, though. I'm, yeah, I'm yes. concerned. I'm concerned about this. Also I, a better I, team than the Bears. Lions are better than the Bears, and that's a little bit of a problem, too, because it is a zero-sum game. Somebody else being further ahead of you on their rebuild, especially in the division, is a problem for you. Uh, anyway, welcome to Sports Adjacent, broadcast to you live from the city of champions, Chicago, where <laughs> our, our burning torch of hope is the 3-12 and Bears, I think. More hope there than, than the White Sox, Russ says. Uh, I'm Jason Leisure, Russ Dorsey, my co-host, Tony Gill, producing for us. Sports Adjacent is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You can go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA right now and get $230 off their new mattress. No promo code needed. It's an incredibly comfortable mattress, perfect firmness. It's made to be sustainable. Uh, you can get great sheets on there, the silky smooth, 100% eucalyptus sheet set. Just go to sheetsgiggles.com. Slash SA. Sports Adjacent is also brought to you by BetMGM. Go to betmgm.com or download the BetMGM app and use our promo code ADJACENT200 and you'll get this deal. If you bet $10 on any NFL game, as long as either team scores a touchdown in that game, you automatically win $200 in free future bets. Uh, they got NBA, hockey, college football bowls on there, tons of things you can parlays, uh, player props, everything over at BetMGM. Go to BetMGM. Dot com or download the BetMGM app and use our promo code ADJACENT200. So you're excited to watch the Bears lose these last two games, hopefully, Russ? Well, I'm not to. I'm not watching anything are, over the next two tank weeks. wins. You'll just hear about them. <laughs> yeah, I, I like you think I'm going to be in, in on the, the shores of uh, San Juan in Puerto Rico or in London watching bum-ass Bears football. You got Russell Robert. All the way fucked up. I'm very happy that you're going to Puerto Rico. I'm very happy for you because I know you were you had wanted to go a year ago. It was a year ago or two years yeah, ago. I can't it was even a, remember. It was a year now. ago. It was a year ago. Things have you gone just, already? No. No, he hasn't. I was, supposed, I was started, supposed to go last year. Things and, were starting and, to clear up and he thought it was yeah. gonna work out to go, and then it, it wasn't looking so good. And now he finally gets to go. Very happy. Yeah. Omicron got really bad uh when I was supposed to go last year, had to cancel. And then I was going through a contract negotiation, so it didn't make sense business-wise to be out of the country for that. So had two weeks where, you know, y'all know me. I'm I'm on the go a lot. Really just haven't had a time to just – I'm just going to do me for two weeks. So got 10 days in Puerto Rico. Then I'm going to come back to Chicago for 12 hours, and then that night on a flight to London for a week. All the debauchery. Let's go. <laughs> Not planning on debauchery, Tom. <laughs> Eat good, sleep good, get a couple massages. Shut up, Tom. Don't I don't say nothing. was no problem. I love the. Problem. I I want to just have a, a nice time, nice rust time. Can we have a nice rust time? I think he just thinks anywhere that you travel to is a place of debauchery. He, That's he what he, knows, he, he knows nothing that. of any of these places. Like it's not like Russ said he was going to like. Uh, you know, 
New Orleans and Las Vegas and places that are no. famous for this. He's going to normal places, and Tony's like, oh, oh, oh. wait till wait till he find them out there. That's what Tony's always thinking. Yeah. Wait till he yeah. find them out yeah. there. Russ, Russ is going to be like, yeah, I'm going to Kansas City next month, and Tony's going to be like, oh, I bet you are. <laughs> they out there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I'm just trying to have a good time and enjoy myself and and ha- take some cool pictures, go some fun places, thaw out a little bit. Even though it's going to get – y'all going to be warm here in Chicago. It's going to be like in the mm-hmm. 50s. Yeah. Like, uh, already feeling like spring. And we should get into, by the way, uh, not that I want to do weather talk, but Tony survived. Tony went to and survived this Bears game. I saw him there. Tony, uh, mm-hmm. are you are you possibly going to uh, – not skipping this game – and telling us you went, if not for the fact that you knew I had binoculars and could see you from my seat. <laughs> uh, no, nah, it was uh, it was more that once people found out that I was going to the game, uh, then my job <laughs> was like, "Oh, pressure. get some uh, get some content for us while while you're out there." And I was like, "Well, can't turn back now." But yes, I almost didn't go. I almost didn't go because uh, my wife she wasn't feeling too good, but she pushed me to to go. Um, so that was the only reason why I was seriously not considering going. But uh, other than that, yeah, yeah, I was, uh, I was, I was, I was gonna go. Here's my thing, Tom. Once the job, you got to keep stuff on the low. Cause man, I told you should have told your job no. By the I, way, I, 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 I saw the videos and I said, oh. <laughs> Russ, he would have done that anyway. He would have done. He would have taken videos of himself getting. Yeah, but do it for us. Do it for our content. It was it, <laughs> the whole. The whole point was for us. Like it was in our group chat. We talked about it on our show, and here go NBC bum ass NBC Sports Chicago getting the content. Because hey man, don't get me started. So also, also, I don't know how to. I don't know how to do TikTok, and this is me showing my age. Yeah, like I don't know how to formulate it and speed up the video and stuff like that. So, man, if you don't call my girl Tori up and tell her, like, Yo. she did it. <laughs> she did. Okay, see, I sent all the clips to her. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I just don't know how to do all that stuff. So, you know, I send it to people that actually do, you know, that that are younger than me and, and knows what's hip these days. Uh, and that's that's how that went down. But it was funny, Russ. I laughed out loud watching the video of him getting dressed where he made it look like he was done. He was ready. And then he wagged his finger like to Kembe Mutombo and said, no. And then put on the jacket that he referred to on our show as the big homie, the big, the big homie. (laughs) (laughs) Now I saw him, Tony had three seats to this game Mm -hmm. and uh, could not find two other people to go. (laughs) Could only find one. My boy Guy. Guy. Shout out to Guy. I saw Tony and Guy at halftime indoors in the United club. And guy didn't look like he was doing so well. Guy looked, <laughs> guy looked like he might not have dressed properly for this. Guy looked like he was having a hard day. Was he, that's, was that's, he, was that's, he okay? See, the thing is with my cousin, nope. his, his, and for the audience, his name is actually Guy. His name is Guy. That's um, yeah, I when, I say my, when I say my guy, Guy, I'm not being funny. Like, yeah. that's his name. <laughs> my uncle's name is Guy. I know that's a name. <laughs> um, he is stylish. Very, very stylish. He tried uh, to be out there looking cute. Tried, was, was trying to look like he was trying to pull something, you know, instead of dressing like it was negative degrees outside. So he had to make a couple purchases once he got in. We didn't even sit down, and he was like, uh, I'm going to go grab a scarf from the gift shop. We didn't even sit down yet. 
My man Guy was out there playing games trying to pull in Sub Zero. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't know what nobody look like out here. Nobody looks cute <laughs> out that's here. That's a good point. And, and especially you, Tone, because Russ, I saw him. I saw Tony and I gave him a hug and it was just like hugging a, a pillow. Like, he was like hugging he looked, sheets and giggles mattress. He was like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. If he had told me that he had stuffed actual pillows under his clothes, I'd have believed it. Because yeah, that's what it felt. I couldn't get my arms around the tree trunk yeah. that was Tony Gill. Yeah, I, I felt like I was was in a was in a fat suit. That's that's what it felt. Yeah, that's like. what you looked like, man. Yeah, I was just like kind of you know toddling along and just sat in my seat when we first got in, and I and I timed it out pretty well. The tweet didn't do me justice, Jason. I was actually timing it out. I wanted to get there a little bit earlier because I did not want to sit in the cold. So I was like, I, I, I waited and tried to time my Uber out where we will walk in when the final introductions and then the anthem and then we were just going to go to the game. I was not trying to sit in cold weather for, you know, an hour plus before the game started. I don't understand that part either. And we actually just talked about this on Lawrence's show the other day. You had a parking pass mm-hmm. for the Waldron deck. It's like you park almost at your seat. That's such a good parking spot. And you were afraid of the traffic driving in there. Yeah. And I drive into Bears games every single week, every single mm-hmm. day. Russ, this was like driving in back in 2020 when there were no fans. Nobody out. out. Yeah. There was no traffic. It was, it was listen, the, listen. This was no different than driving to Target. You know what the funnest part for Tony me was about afraid that whole thing? I'm looking out my window. I saw the whole thing. Like I could see there was nobody out there. Yeah. Nobody wanted to be in sub-zero temperatures. And I'm like, oh, man, look at Tone down there. A Tone sickle. Right but you were warm, Tone. You're saying I was you warm. warm. I was okay. warm. Whole, you were fine the whole time? Yeah, I was I was right. good for the for the most part. Now, I will, I will say this. The toes start to, you know, get, get a little... Mm-hmm. Did you put the hot hands in the toes? So in the I, went, shoes? So I was I was saving the hot hands. I was like, okay, I'm only gonna whip out so break the glass hot if hands. needed. Yeah, right. I was gonna whip it out Whoa. just in case, you know. Whoa. So I went to the bathroom, whipped it out. <laughs> That's put the easy it way in my shoe. Do <laughs> Why do you That's insist on saying it like that, Russ? I, we, he was talking about the hot hands as part of his big plan last yeah, week. Yeah, but the mistakes. So it sounds like he only brought one set. Yeah, I, I, I felt like I only bought one set because my hands were going to be good. Like, my hands were fine. I had on the two pairs of gloves, plus I had the big homie pockets, the insulated big homie <laughs> pockets. So I, I knew I was going to be straight, and then if I want to get up, clap my hands, you know, get the, get the, get the crowd hyped, you know. For uh, what reason? I was going to be good. So I was fine with the hands. It was just uh, getting, the, getting the toesies, you know, nice, nice and settled. So I went to the bathroom. Put him in my shoe. We was all set to go, baby. My wife told me, do not text him during the game. Do not make him have to yeah, take a, his hands out nah, of his gloves. No, nah, he has that to man answer frostbite. Text. <laughs> <laughs> but, that man's a frostbite. Let him Also, learn. Russ, I, I had gotten home uh, from work Thursday or Friday night, and it was Arctic outside, and I had to shovel the driveway real quick. And I did it very quickly. It took me probably 20 minutes because the snow wasn't heavy. Um, and I went in, and my hands were – I had I – had, had to get a second pair of gloves because it was so cold. My hands were still kind of stinging afterward. And so I'm like, I better call Tone and make sure he understands again one more time, just like I would if he was 10. And I said, so you got hot hands, right? You're going to use hot hands? He goes, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I said, well, do you already have them or no? And he goes, oh, no, I should probably go buy some. Oh, my God. 
Like the night of an Arctic storm hitting this city. He thinks he's just going to walk into Walgreens and they'll just be sitting there. Someone will be there. Some Walgreens employee will be there and be like, oh, Mr. Gill, I'm so glad you came. We've had these set aside for you. Yeah, I mean, it's 2022. Whenever I need something, you know, boom, I should be able to get it instantly. No, you should be be, be prepared like an adult. Uber Eats. Bring me my one solid piece of tissue paper to my house because I don't feel like leaving. Now, here's my question for you, though is I'm curious, how did you smell at the end of this? Because this is one of the things that we talk about a lot that's like the secret problem of of winter in Chicago is that you end up getting too hot mm-hmm. because you have to layer up and then you end up being indoors a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I wore, I was going to be inside the whole time, Russ, in the press box, but I still wore like cold weather running clothes under my dress clothes to be able to stay warm. And the way the sun hits, like you end up getting like baked where we sit in that fourth quarter. And I, I was sitting there. I was like, hmm, somebody doesn't smell the fresh. Oh, it's me. Oh, no. Did you forget? That's no, no, no. I, wore, no. I wore deodorant, but I just mm-hmm. gotten too hot. And that almost never happens to me. Like, I'm usually a very good smelling person, but I was like, oh, I think it's me. I was like, yeah, all these clothes straight to the wash, straight oh, to the straight man. to the fire. What about you, Tom? Did you get home? Were you, uh, mm-hmm. were you smelling a little ripe with all those layers? Uh yeah, yeah. I, I told you guys I, I run hot. Um yes, you did tell us, yes. So especially when you hold in your pee, you run hot. Yeah, I knew I knew I I dressed well when we got in the Uber on the way there and I started to get a little hot, uh lightheaded. I was like, Yep, I'm <laughs> what? Prepared. No, that happens. He's right, because you're I, too prepared. Hot. So yeah. you need to drink a lot of water. So the first thing I I uh I did before I sat down, I got a glizzy and I got a water. He got a hot and dog and water. So, you know, I, I guzzled There's down. water in the hot the, dog, Russ. The, the hot dog helps. Well, I was, that, I was that's hungry. what warms you up. I was, I was hungry, and the, 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 glizzy, the glizzy was hot, but, you know, I had to make sure I was on glizzy alert. So I had to make sure Whoa. nobody was staring at me. I was like, yum, 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 choo, 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 choo. So here's my real quick. And then I drank the water because I knew I didn't want to be dehydrated outside. So I didn't I didn't know if I wanted to do this, but he said it. So, Tone. I know we make our yo jokes. Mm-hmm. You a grown ass man. You're allowed to eat a hot dog. Who cares what anybody else is? First of all, you're weird for staring at people eating food. Mm. Eat your damn hot dog. Like, what are you choking on a hot dog for? Just eat regular. Oh nah, man, you take low uh, low bites and you chew aggressively when you're no, in public you eating a glizzy. <laughs> Why? 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 Man. Why? What does that mean? You chew aggressively. What does that mean? Yo, you just I don't. You're on me, mug. You Look around, be like, "What? Yeah, I'm eating a glizzy in public." Do Tony, something. nobody's questioning anybody eating hot dogs. Like, but this is the way you eat the hot dog, though. I've seen some people down the glizzy. Like, I'm like, "What, fam? What are you doing?" Like, just... <laughs> are you are you this self conscious about eating like a, a popsicle or a banana or something too, or what? You oh yeah, boy. the fruit the fruit glizzy and the frozen glizzy. Yeah, <laughs> not the fruit glizzy. <laughs> You gotta oh. chop that bad boy up. No, you don't. Break it in, break it into pieces, and act like you eating some some peanuts. See, I think that's more that's more childish than actually eating the hot dog. Like you look like a goof. Agreed. What? Just breaking the banana? You, in, in you look like pieces? an idiot. <laughs> no, you look like it. Eat the damn banana. Eat the damn hot dog, bro. It says more about you that you. Oh, let me not. Let me look around. And make sure people aren't staring at me eating my hot dog instead of actually eating it. Well, it does. It does, and you know what that reveals is that he yes. walked, 
He walks around the world just giggling at everybody that's eating everything. <laughs> exactly, just like that. It, it depends. It depends. It depends on how they're eating eating the food. You're gonna be out with Tony, and you're gonna and he's gonna see someone eating a banana and just start pointing and, and Fam, giggling. They, and you're, you're not gonna know what he's laughing deep about. Deep a banana, I'm gonna be like, yo, oh, okay. nobody right. does that, Tony. <laughs> nobody does that. See, and I, and I'm glad we're here, and I want to lead all this in because I want people to realize nobody does that, Tony Gill, and you know this. Nobody's out there just on a banana. Like nobody's doing that. <laughs> nobody's doing that. <laughs> <laughs> give, give, give me that sound effect again. <laughs> hey, so when's the last time uh you guys had a moment where you're like, yeah, death is imminent? No. In my personal life? <laughs> Yeah, where you as an individual said, ah, it's probably a wrap for me. Uh, oh, no, that's like that's two different ways you can answer that question, because I'm pretty sure we all got a story with our parents where, where we did something. And like, nah, well, nah, I'm not. No, he doesn't that mean life, life over with. I'm talking <laughs> one. He means like, literally. Yeah. Bro got it on him. <laughs> uh, usually it would involve some kind of close scrape with the car, with driving, which I'm on these interstates every day, pretty much going up to Lake Forest. Um, I woke up uh, one morning like 10 years ago and ended up having to get my appendix out. And that before I ended up going to the hospital to get the appendix out, I was like, oh, man, it's either go to the hospital or die in this hotel room. One seems better than the other. I had never been hospitalized and I was like kind of I'm I was kind of like afraid of it, afraid of. I never had an IV in my hand or anything like that. So I was kind of like nervous and anxious about that. And I'm over it now because of this, because it was like, if I go to the hospital, they're going to put an IV in my hand and I don't really want to do that. But if I stay at this hotel and don't go, then I'll probably die. So I think I'm going to go get the IV. And then I kind of got over it. Like now I'm, you know, I'm not like looking forward to the next time I get an IV, but I'm okay with it. Did you have a close scrape recently? So t- today, today, like before oh, we jumped on really? the podcast, what happened? But it's, all right. So I'm driving home from the dry cleaner in the beautiful city of Chicago, and I should have made the light, right? Should have made the light. And but the person in front of me was going slow. They made it. I did not. So now I'm in the intersection. They boxed so, it you out. Know, so, yeah. So, you know, you're in an intersection. And you're like, all right, let me back up. So I'm backing up, and as I'm backing up, two dudes are crossing the street and, like, looking at me as I'm backing up. And they look at my car and then, like, look all all, all mean mug into the side. Then they look into the car. And so it's at that moment I'm like, I have a very expressive face by nature, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it makes for very funny moments, but also – there are times where it's like, you're going to know how I'm feeling on my face. And so I look back and do like, bro, what are you looking in here for? Like, what's up? And like, as I'm backing up and looking at dude, he like stops in the middle of the intersection. And it's at that moment that I'm like, ah, man, all right, let me look. (laughs) (laughs) So then it's at this point, I'm, and I'm always, I'm very aware of my surroundings at all times. I'm in drive 
I know if I need to make the that quick turn over onto the to, into mm-hmm. the at, to get out of here, I can. There was nobody coming. Bro stops. He looks back, and I'm like, ah, he looked like he got it on him too. So he keeps <laughs> walking, but then I'm like, Russ, we gotta come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so close to my apartment. I was so close. I'm like, I'm Most like five minutes die. away. Most people five die. Minutes like five, five minutes away from home. <laughs> I'm like, I'm five minutes, and, and I live in a, a beautiful neighborhood. And I, but it's it's just like you never know when it could go down. And like, let's say the light don't turn green, and that dude has to get across the street. Situation totally different. So I just have to ask y'all, when is the last time y'all had a moment like that where he's like, "Yeah, could see the good Lord today." Because yeah. <laughs> I thought about, it, I'm like, man, if I don't hit this turn, and hey, that went see. that went from, hey man, what you off to, man, Russ, I gotta, I, we gotta be better, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm talking to myself, like, come on, man, we, like, what are we doing here? Like, you'll never see this dude in life ever again. And you want a mean mug back because he looked at your car. He looked at your Kia Optima so crazy. Like, like what are we doing? Man, I have to, uh, I have to, I have to man, post-pandemic driving is, is a gamble. Like, people, I think, collectively have gotten worse and more angrier. Uh, as Definitely drivers. worse. During and after the, the pandemic. So like, I I kind of m- maneuvered my angst and my anger to bad drivers and people being bad on the road to just giving them the shame look, where it's oh, still yeah. I still get that good feeling of being angry at this person for their bad driving, but it doesn't come off as anger. It comes off as be better driver. I just look at them like. And then just kind of go about my way. So it, it it still feels the same, but I don't feel like somebody's gonna pull up with the glizzy, you know, you know, and 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 you know, shoot me down. It's 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 hard to because I I feel the same way, but I think I swear a lot more in the car now than I did pre pandemic. <laughs> hmm. I mean, like a lot more. Like something that it is a slight inconvenience for me. Like I don't make the light when I should. Which is an annoyance, right? While driving, mm-hmm. I say things that are crazy that you should. Not. I'm going off at ten thirty. Give us, a, give us, give us an example. I, I, I'll bleep it out or put the elevator. Back. <laughs> I, I definitely say you <laughs> at least <laughs> three, three times a week. But it's like in that moment, it's like I just need to get this out because like you won't hear this, and it doesn't make them drive better. It don't make you make the light, but it's just something that makes you feel better about saying it. <laughs> um, like I, you gotta let it go, and it's only me in the car. It's not like my mom there, my girl. Like it's nothing like that. Is you in the Lord or not? Me, he yes. heard you say it. He did. He did. He's heard me say a lot worse too. Tony, <laughs> he, but he's not. He's not wrong technically. He's Tony. Wrong. Tony would get himself pulled over in the carpool lane out in California or something because he'd say, "Well, the Lord's with me." Yeah, it's like this. <laughs> where two or three, the two or the guys, right. he's in the mix. It's always it's you. You kill him. It's always if it's a me, carpool. It's me, him. That's two. I feel him in, here, that's three. I feel him in my hands. I feel him in my feet. I feel yeah, him all like, over me. In the cop, yeah, you go fill him in jail. Get your ass out the car. <laughs> it's always a carpool with me and Jesus, officer. Oh my gosh. He's I, my I, pilot. 
We do different kinds of driving because you're driving from one part of the city to the other, and I am doing more like commuter driving on the interstate. Which, 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 well, you know, it's crazy. You should swear more than I do. I'm driving seven minutes away in the community. Well, we run into different types of problems, but Correct. register as the same level of importance. Correct. And I try because I'm in the car so much, I try as much as I can, and it's difficult to make that like a peaceful experience for myself, to make that like calm. And it's and Russ, not a day goes by on the interstates where I don't pass somebody or somebody passes me and they are watching a video on their phone. I don't know if they're watching Netflix or YouTube or Twitter or whatever, but I can see through the window they're they're watching a video. Dog, I, I had that with an Uber driver recently, and I'm like, man, if what I do you say, did you, you say something about it? I was just like, oh, excuse me, sir. And he was like, oh, this for later after I drop you off. I'm like, no, they don't make it better. <laughs> like after I drop you off, me and Fast and Furious 5 going to get it popping. Like what? Like this, why are you watching this for a, later? Why are you watching a feature film in the car? I, I'm just watching the trailer. So I know what and I bro, like, You know what's crazy? In those Teslas, like you got internet access. This is what I was saying is, is a concern of mine that makes me sound like an old person. And I think you might have been out when we were having this conversation. But I had a Tesla for a rental car in Dallas a couple months ago uh, when I was covering a Bears game. And it's it's way it's made to be way too much like a game. It's made to be way too much like a video game. And you could instead of watching the road, you could just watch this iPad, basically, that's on the dashboard that shows you models of all the cars. And I could see so easily somebody who grew up playing video games and things like that. And, and in this world of, of tablets and smart, everything kind of losing sight of the seriousness of driving a vehicle on actual roads that I feel very old. I feel like my dad, when I raised that concern that these Teslas are unsafe kids. I mean, they're not a high quality vehicle anyway, but they have a lot of issues. I did um, not like driving it. And the main reason was because I couldn't figure it out very well. It is a smooth ride for Uber. I will say that. At the same time, it's just like, man, it's one of the reasons. It's one of my issues with Uber drivers. I think Uber drivers drivers are worse in the last twelve months than I like since oh we started. My, Ubers are because they're just like the rest right of us. Because they're the same as the rest of us. No, they're worse. Professional no, I think I think Uber. Uber. I've always said that Uber gave people that shouldn't drive more incentive to drive. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. People who are bad drivers are Uber drivers. Because they're not professional drivers the way taxi drivers are. They're regular people just like us. Just like, I don't mean the three of us, Russ. I mean the collective us in the world. So they would drive the same as we would. Looking at the phone, taking texts, not really knowing where anything is, haven't used the map. Man, don't. Oh, there's nothing worse than I'm in a a city that is not my home and you're asking me for You should know. You drive (laughs) Uber here. Mm -hmm. Yep. I hate that. I hate that. They, you should be. You should have to take a test of the city before you yes. are allowed to to Lyft or Uber. Know the shortcuts, dog. Know what time traffic's here and take the other way. Yep. I, I mean, mean we, had a, we had a Uber uh, driver on our way from the game Saturday. My man was cutting through parking lots. And that's <laughs> another thing, too. They're trying to get rid of you as quickly as possible. And to get, get the right in. person. I'm like, fam, this right. is not safe. Like, I... <laughs> The the money's already gone. This is not a taxi. The price was the price. You got paid what you got paid. Give me to my destination safe. Bring me back, you know, at the appointed time. Man. How they end prayer. You know, for that very reason, I've Uber blacked more this year than I ever have in my life. 
Cause like at least I'll get the professional driver. You get the, you get to open the door. Some guys I'll have like three bags going to the airport, and then they'll just pull up and just chill. I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. And I'm big on tipping your Uber drivers and people because that's service industry uh, uh, to a point. And it's like, all right, you don't help me with the bags at least. Even try like if even if I, I got it in there, the fact that you got out the car to attempt that's that means a lot. Yeah. You're just looking at me. That's like, all right, bro. Uber black drivers, they'll come out. How you doing? Air right, man. Yeah, you got people... to at least come out and get the wave off from the bags. Right. So, and here's the other thing with Ubers I've experienced recently, and I, let me know if you guys have too. The lack of urgencies, lack of urgency from Uber, because I've also had the I need to be at the airport in thirty five minutes. I know it only takes twenty five minutes to get to the airport. There is no reason you're in the far right lane. <laughs> no reason. And it's like, bro, let's let's go. Like I'm I'm I need to be you I, I it's I'm in the car. I should be a priority here if you want to continue to get rides and but like why are we what are we doing? Yeah, I, that's doing? the problem I have. Tony seems to run into these problems where they're just speeding recklessly through the city. I wish. <laughs> I wish. I, I'm always like, don't you want to get this done too? Don't you have other stuff to do too? Aren't we trying to drive somewhere? I have never, I don't consider myself meek whatsoever or non-confrontational whatsoever. I have never outright challenged or corrected a uh, Uber or Lyft driver about going the wrong way or being on their phone. I, I've always, I always go, I always shrink. I can never do it. it at the most, I might do it passive aggressively. Like, just asking the guy some other question just to remind him that I'm in the car and if I want him to get off his phone. I missed the flight. Because you just hit it head on. Me, I have to. Okay. It's like, my man, I, I, I'm a, I gotta be at the airport in 30 minutes. Uh, and this is like, Oh, like I shouldn't have to tell you that I'm in our, you should know because the directions say I'm going to O'Hare airport. They're like, all right, my man's got a flight. He's I, I've missed the flight this year because of that and had to rebook in the car. Cause I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm yeah. making Light. and it's I, like fortunately i could i had the time in the day to do that right because i was i was I had like a, a 8 a.m flight and ended up taking a 9 30 flight but it's just like bro you don't always have the options and seats available to do that it should go without saying if you're driving someone to the airport you're, there's yeah. no one ever has gotten a ride to the airport and had all the time in the world to get there never mm. they, they tony might like- tony tony might go three hours early just because he's afraid of all the things that could go wrong yes because they could, they could be they could be like well, chill up earlier, my guy. They could always pull pull that. Call. If you're really running late, fine. But if you leave in what should be a normal amount of time, if you leave in what should be early enough, then yes, it's on the it's on the driver at that point. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is bullshit. Time to call out the world's hypocrisies with bullshit. High quality bullshit. <laughs> World class designer bullshit. To be sure. Bullshit. Presented by Sheets and Giggles. They just say whatever they think will interest the audience or make it appear that they know what they're talking about. And what comes out is bullshit. Let's call some bullshit. Sheets and Giggles. I don't know if anybody out there got holiday money, got Christmas money, Hanukkah money. Whatever, I know a good place you can treat yourself with that money. Go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. If you need a new mattress, that's going to get you $230 off the new mattress right away. Incredibly comfortable, soft mattress. Perfect level of firmness. You're going to love it. Uh, But if you got a mattress and you're happy with that, that's fine. Go on there and get the sheet set. Silky smooth, incredibly soft, uh, really just like perfect texture, comfort, everything. I love the sheet set. If you're someone that likes it a little more, uh, a little snugglier, then get the uh, get the flannel, get the eucalyptus cotton hybrid flannel. Go to sheetsgiggles.com/sa. Russ, what do you want to call bullshit on today? I'm calling bullshit on the Las Vegas Raiders, who on Wednesday benched longtime starting quarterback Derek Carr, who. Currently leads the NFL at the time of this recordings in interceptions with 14. And then the spin machine comes out where you have reporters saying, well, they're benching him partly for health so they can trade him when the year's up. And, you know, partly they want to see what they have in Jared Stidham. It's like, want to see what they have in Jared Stidham? Stop it. The Raiders still have an opportunity to get into the top five in a draft that is not necessarily quarterback heavy. And if you really want to improve at the quarterback position, you better do it early and get into that top five uh, or it'd be one of those teams that the bears try to trade down with. But uh, yeah, let, let's stop. Like they're not tra- uh, benching Derek Carr because they're bad. He's kind of bad and they want to get in the top five. I've just never been sure about Derek Carr. And that's kind of your answer. If you never really know, then you kind of know. I think range. I think he'll have no shortage of suitors this offseason. I think the Indianapolis Colts, who refuse to draft a quarterback and just want to go after retreads, will gladly accept him. And who will be much better than Philip Rivers, Matt Ryan, Nick Foles, uh, and whoever else they've run out there the last four years or so. Um, but your the, the your ceiling's always gonna be like, ah, he's good. But that's it. Like you will never get great. You'll get He'll have some games where he throws for 350 and three TDs, and he'll have some games where he throws for a buck 50 and three interceptions. And it's kind of like, eh, it kind of is what he is. And the thing I think with Derek Carr, this is more about the Raiders than Derek Carr, but like, I think if Derek Carr was a bad guy, Derek Carr would have been seated a long time ago. I think the fact that people like Derek Carr as a person, it's like, ah, we want to give him a chance. We committed to him. He's the face of the franchise. He was with us in a lot of bad times in this organization, uh, both on and off the field. 
and we owe it to him. But if he was like a bag, get your ass out of here, man. Like he would have been seated a long time ago. It is crazy how long he got without being how long of a, a chance he got without being he's amazing. been the starter since 2017. I I think he's had uh, long, he's had nine oh, years. 14, is it 14? 14, 14, 14, excuse me. Uh and the quarterback before him was EJ Manuel. I remember thinking like I couldn't believe it was taking the Dolphins six or seven years or whatever it was to decide if Ryan Tannehill was good. And I couldn't believe it was taking the Bears like four years to decide on Mitch Trubisky. And Derek Carr has got nine of we don't know if he's actually good. That's like Andy Dalton. That's like Andy Dalton level runway. You met you sideswiped uh, Nick Foles in there, and it just I couldn't help but think uh, comparing how you feel about the Bears quarterback situation now compared to how you felt only two years ago when the solution to the Mitch Trubisky problem was trading for Nick Foles. <laughs> Dude, that's that's awful. You know, you, by the you know, way, uh, Derek Carr threw for 4,800 yards last year, so I mean, like. That's why it's like it's not terrible, but he also threw 14 picks. You don't know if he's good. And if you I don't th- know, then you do I think, know. I think he is a – he might be the 14th or 15th best quarterback in the NFL. At Somebody will team. want that. Somebody will yes. be sitting there having the 21st best quarterback, and they'll say, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Let's see if we can get Derek Carr to be our Matthew Stafford. You don't, you don't think like the Jets going to be like – let, let, let me see what you got. Come on, yes. come on. They're st- uh, still working on that uh, that long term percolating coffee, whatever brand of coffee it is that Robert Sala makes. That's not instant coffee, like us media folks <laughs> prefer. You know, you know what? Still brewing, still brewing, Russ. You know, great is they, what they what they trying to do. They're trying to set up for the boy to come. Now, Brady. That's, what you, that's your theory, Tom. Uh, well, they said it was a done deal. Gronk, Dana White, they said it was a done deal, but then they they what Tom Brady says that MFR they chose that MFR over him, and it, that MFR was Derek Carr. So now they about to redo this again after Brady quietly leaves. He's not going anywhere. He's forty six. He the sacrificed way. his marriage for this. He's not going anywhere. He's he will go to Las Vegas like he originally planned. And he will play for the Raiders. I walked I past a TV the other day, and, and the, what they were talking about was on the bottom of the screen, Russ, and it said, uh, what will Tom Brady do in free agency at 46? It's crazy. And it was like out of a sci-fi. It was like what would be on in the background of a sci-fi movie. Doesn't like seem some, real. Some futuristic thing where people can play football till, till they're 50. Uh, I'm calling bullshit on Southwest Airlines. <laughs> and not for all the usual reasons. I'll set aside that it's not my favorite airline to fly. Uh but Merry Christmas, everyone from Southwest Airlines. I hope you like wherever they flew you to because you won't be leaving that place anytime soon. It doesn't sound like. Southwest is- oh, yeah. Well, forget about that. Southwest uh, has canceled 13,000 flights as of this recording. And I believe uh, that's, that's through Wednesday. And I think Thursday they had already like pre taken 2,500 off the board or something like that. Uh, it's winter. So these kinds of things are going to happen. Like cancellations are going to happen. But Southwest cancellations are not weather related, at least not entirely or not anymore. It's because they're using cheap and outdated technology. Casey Murphy, the president of the Southwest Airlines Pilot Association, says that the airline is using technology from the 90s for their scheduling. 
for something that seems like it would be just the easiest thing in the world. This I don't. This isn't technology to make the planes fly, Russ. This no. is technology just to schedule routes and put people on in seats and or not on seats, but I guess in line for a seat on Southwest. Uh, and the Department of Transportation is now investigating this. This reminded me of like three or four years ago because I had for a while been using Southwest as my backup airline uh, if I ever needed it. And I had this was when they were having problems with the uh, the seven thirty seven Maxes, and they I was in L.A. for work. And they canceled my flight the day before because it was going to be on one of these. They had set it up that it was going to be on one of these 737 Maxes that weren't cleared to fly. So I, they were just going to like keep letting people buy tickets on these flights that probably weren't going to happen unless they got a clear. I ended up having to drive like after a game I was covering to Ontario, like an hour and a half away and get a flight out of there the next day because they just, yeah, oh, well, figure out a way home. I, uh, you know me, I'm I'm big pro Southwest guy, even though I, I don't know. fly them anymore. Uh <laughs> you left Southwest? I didn't know that. Yeah, I've been I've been flying United for about a really? year. Really? I know you're not getting to London on Southwest. No. <laughs> no. I've been, I'm 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 almost uh United Platinum at this point. Oh. I've been flying that much. But wow. it's just like what a flex. No, but it's I feel bad because you know, I was Mr. Southwest for a long time when I was, you know, you covering as you a were, beat, uh, no, I I feel bad because I I when you were I, one of us I came on this podcast. Yes, when I it stopped. Yeah, me, back when you were when in I the working came on class, this podcast and I was on the beat and I was flying everywhere, different cities and stuff like that. It's, I, you needed Southwest, and now it's kind of just like man, y'all. I'll, all the years I would I supported y'all. I fought Jason Leisure to the death because I wanted to defend y'all, and y'all embarrassing me out in public like this. I'm appalled. <laughs> they got people bags lined up. They got thousands of bags at Midway just lined up. This is like uh, we don't know whose these are or where they're going, but they're here. Now, I don't. I don't know United. I fly Delta, but I would imagine that you have found the experience of United. You're like, oh wow, okay. I get upgraded to first class. Oh, they have lounges at the airport. This is a lot different than Southwest. Um, it's uh, you've it's graduated. I, I told my mom, like, yeah, I don't think I'll be going back to A1 through 30 anymore, but uh, <laughs> don't tell Jason. <laughs> I definitely told him that. First. I'm like, you did not want Jason. to admit defeat. I huh? said, don't tell I'll Jason still use Southwest all. in a pinch if I have to. I mean, it is a step up from like Spirit and Frontier and Allegiant and all those other ones. If I'm in a pinch, I'll fly Southwest, but I usually don't get myself into a pinch. Spirit. I, no, absolutely not. Never. No, we Never we that. told you not to. We told you. I, like, I don't gross. have a problem saying this. You make too much money to do that, Tone. A hundred percent, Tone. Russ, when, when you see people stranded at the airport and they're like sleeping on cots or sleeping on the floor and stuff like that, I don't. I can't imagine that would ever happen for me. I don't think I'm ever spending the night in the airport. Is there a scenario in which you would sleep at the airport rather than just go get yourself a hotel? Me personally, no. I know everybody doesn't have the means to always go get the hotel room for the night. Yeah, pretty much if you have the means to fly, though. I, I don't believe that. Not everybody. No? I don't, I don't no? think that's I mean, I don't the, think no. 100%. Especially if you're flying Southwest, I don't okay. think you necessarily right. have the means to go get the hotel Man, room. Man, if, you, if you're an IG model, those dudes are paying just for the flight. Uh, Tony, shut up. Um, <laughs> Jason, to answer your point, I, I think especially, and this is something I thought about. I understand, even with all the jokes that we make about Southwest and all the other, if you're a family, Southwest is the most cost-effective airline that you can fly. Because, like, 
every, your bags are free. You get two bags yes. free for each person. So I, I understand a family of six. Shoot, your family, like my family, Tone's family, when they was kids, like, imagine trying to fly a family of six or seven anywhere and be cost effective. Like, we getting our asses on Southwest because everybody gets two bags for free and we can check those joints. Whereas if you're on United uh, and your family, you don't fly often, now you got to pay 50 bucks for everybody bag. Like, that stuff adds up. And you want those same people in yeah. the flight and cancel to go and get a hotel room. Okay. It's right. the easiest thing in the world. Okay. Yes, I guess I'm a little elitist in that way. My kids would not stand for flying Southwest. No. First question would be, why <laughs> are we At least your kids are better than Tom. <laughs> First question would be, why are we in line? <laughs> and I don't think I have entitled kids, but they are entitled about that. I, don't I do. Think, I don't think I'd sleep at the airport, though. I think the only way that would happen would be if sometimes your flight gets delayed and delayed and delayed. And I've had this happen where now it's not going to leave till like 2 a.m. And then if you wait thinking it's going to leave at 2 a.m. and then it gets canceled no, and the is. flight they're going to put you on is like at six or seven in the morning. Maybe in that case, I'm yeah. not going to go to all the money and time that it's going to take to Unless go out, out of the airport. Even then it's like, it would take so much time just yeah. to get out of the airport and get to the hotel and then come back the next, if it, you were only talking like three or four hours, maybe then I just find a chair and fall asleep at the airport, but I'm not going to like spend the night at the airport. Yeah. Cause at that point, everything, all the food options are closed. Yeah. You can't do anything. You're not really going to find a comfortable seat. San Francisco, you can find yourself a very like that's a beautiful airport. Um, but yeah, man, I, 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 it's, it, it's been, it's been tough to watch because it's like, dang, man, like you got a lot of people that spent both Christmas Eve and Christmas Day mm. and the day after in an airport, not in their home, and Southwest was kind of just like, ah, if you fly, if you were flying today, tomorrow, or the next day, no, you're not. Um, and we're right. not gonna rebook you either because we don't and, know if we could even have an airline. In the next and it's not day. because of a storm. No, it's, it's just because. We're doing hey, all this by hand, you, I guess, or something. You, you enjoy you enjoy flying have, having two bags free, right? That's why we can't upgrade these systems because that's <laughs> where that money go come from. When you when you mentioned the idea of families getting stuck in this, that's where to me I was like that that made me break into a cold sweat because even if you have well behaved kids, yeah, the thing that you never want is your kids waiting somewhere for hours with nothing that they can do, nothing to do. Kids are not going to just like sit there and wait the way a 30 year old man is. Then now you're now you're like now you're in a goat rodeo. What are you calling bullshit on, Tone? I'm calling bullshit on the Bulls. Again? Yeah. Two weeks we done in this? Row. You're wasting breath, Tone, but go two, ahead. Two weeks in a row, man. Like before we, we when we first did this, it was before they went on their three game win streak. And we're doing it after. They actually won against Milwaukee, but the point still remains. They had no practice for two days, got two days off uh, at home, and got killed by the worst team in the Western Conference. Like, fam, what do you – I don't – I hate this team, man. I just hate this collection of players, coaches, and executives. This current iteration of the Bulls is the most hated – I've hated this team. Um and Monday was the perfect example of why. You can't say, oh, we got it now. You win three games, and then you come out like that. 
like people. I mean, United Center was jumping. People's families were there. People had extra people uh, come in. You know, they want to watch the Bulls, and then they go out and do that. Like how how dare you? How dare you <laughs> come out with that effort and lose to the Houston Rockets? And then they, by chance, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks down to all star starters uh, went overtime and they and they won today. But this one does does nothing nothing for me because I am a hundred percent confident that they are a hundred percent inconsistent. So why do, you, I, why do you keep watching this though? And why, like, this is so you're not only do you watch it, you watch it so intently that you don't, you, you lose focus on this during mm-hmm. the show. We waited this time. <laughs> we what? We waited till the game to at least the regular. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, why, why are you so fast? Why are you so over, intent on watching it? If man, it's so bad, you don't uh, work. Okay. So you have to, all right. You're being paid yeah. to watch it one way or another work, but man, like, I don't I don't I don't I don't like what's going on. I don't like what I'm seeing. I don't like this collection of players. Miles the ball is not gonna save them. He is not. This team is what it is. Uh it seems like they listen to Billy Donovan half the time. Uh, but he's here for the next presumably four years. And so is Zach Levine. So I don't know what they need to do to get it right, but it's it's on them. There's nobody outside the organization that's going to help them. What amount of money would you pay to have Zach Levine traded, Tone? If I said, if I said at an expense of one hundred dollars to you, Zach Levine to the Lakers, are you paying the hundred dollars? Get that boy up out of oh, here. Okay, all right. What if I take it to like five? I'm going to invoice you for five hundred dollars, but Zach Levine's getting traded to the Lakers. Yes. And you're not going to become. I know what you're thinking. You're not going to become famous for this. No one was going to know that you did this. You're not going to be a hero for this. Yeah. Or do I have to take the number before you're like, nah. uh, I can live with Zach Levine. $2,000. And if I said you'd have to pay $2,000, you'd be like, I'm, I can live with Zach Levine. Okay. I'm like, if you charge him $2,000 to start a rebuild that you know you need, <laughs> I don't want to root for you anyway. Keep him. Okay. 1900 though, he's in, Russ. <sighs> Man. I don't know why you you waste your energy with them, Tom. I really don't. If only they were the beacon of hope that are the 3-12 and Chicago Bears. Sheets and Giggles, sponsors I call bullshit. You can go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA and get $230 off their new mattress. Uh, No promo code needed. Just go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. You want to do the news? Yes, sir. Can I tell you about a uh, Christmas disaster that I had before we do the news? Please. So I got great presents. I got great gifts from people. My mom got me a bottle of whiskey that I really like. High West. It's a distillery in Utah. Their campfire blend is hard to find. And it's it's expensive, at least to me. It's like a probably a $70 bottle of whiskey. I was about to say Johnny Walker Blue. No, no, no. I'm not in the Jerry Jones <laughs> stratosphere like that. Uh, so my mom got me a bottle of this for Christmas. Very nice gift. Very thoughtful. Uh, something I don't normally buy for myself, but I'm very happy to have. And uh, I had told my brother, hey, Jake, you got to, when you come over for Christmas Eve, let's let's open this and try it. Yeah. I'll, I'll wait till you get here and we'll try it. Because I've told him about it. So let's try this. Uh, just didn't happen for one reason or another. Had other stuff going Christmas Eve. 
uh, Christmas Day, kind of same thing. And then day after Christmas, my dad hosted our family Christmas party for that side because Christmas was on a Sunday this year. And so the 26th was like the federal holiday or the work holiday for everybody. Right. So you could have Christmas party on the 26th. And so uh, I had to work that day, but I said afterward, I'm going to take that bottle of whiskey over to my dad's house because uh, Jake will be there and we can we can try it. And I got there too late. Everybody was already leaving. So I took it over there for nothing, really. I get home. I get back to my house. I'm getting out of the car and I have too many layers on. And that glass bottle slips right out of my hand onto the garage floor. Oh, no. Unopened. Shatters everywhere. Oh, no. I destroyed it before I ever even got to open it. My garage smells amazing, though. Oh, man. Did you tell mom? Um, my wife inadvertently did because she oh. my wife was trying to get me. My wife felt terrible for me and was trying to get me to replace my bottle like the next day and couldn't find it. And so in the process of trying to find out where my mom had gotten it, the truth came out. And my mom came through and said, don't worry about it. I'll get him another one. Just erased the mistake, which is a nice thing to have happen. And a thing that you should try to do for other people when you can. I don't necessarily mean that you need to go buy somebody a $70 bottle of whiskey, but it's a good feeling when you when you make a mistake and someone else. When it is 100% your fault, too. Correct. Yes, it is. Yes, it was. That's great. Somebody just erases it for you. Yeah. Anyway. Shout out to Big Homie. Uh, yes. the, um, God or your heavy coat, Tone? <laughs> the heavy coat, 100%. Because you, you refer to both by that name. Tone is like, if I had the big homie on, I'd name nothing slipping through. <laughs> uh, Russ, let's do the news. I uh, might need Ross Dursey for this one because Carlos Correa still hasn't signed. Yeah, that is. What is going on? So we had thought that Carlos Correa had signed for $350 million with the Giants. Mm -hmm. And then we thought that he signed for $315 million with the Mets. Mm -hmm. And now here we are, December 28th, we're recording this, and he is not signed. Mm -hmm. And the New York Post uh, cited a source today saying that they're still optimistic. They still think there's a 55% chance that they'll work things out, which a 55% chance of something happening doesn't sound that high to me. Listen, man, I think a lot of people in baseball are kind of, uh, because of HIPAA, you don't know what those medicals look like. But I'll say you now have had two teams say, you know, not feeling good about that ankle, buddy. But I also understand Correa's side where he's like, dude, I, I played with this for the last almost a better part of a decade and balled out. Like, why all of a sudden? Because I think one thing that people should know, when you become a free agent, all your medical records from the time you started playing baseball are available to all 30 teams, right? And so everybody can kind of see. And then after that, that you have your physical, after you figured out all the financials, you go have your physical before they make the deal official. And like I talked about before, everybody's medical staff is different, but there's clearly something on in, in his, in his physical where teams are like, you know, in order for us to give somebody $300 million over a decade, we need to be very sure about the medicals going into this person's thirties. And you have two teams that are clearly not sure. 
Now, I imagine he signs. I my gut says what he signs with ends up signing with the Mets because they've already you know had their owner and uh, talk about the deal publicly, which is why they don't like you to do that until after it's <laughs> official. But um, yeah, man, it's 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 one of the odder stories we've seen in baseball in a long time. It's two teams that were so eager to sign him too. Yes, and I, ready I, to, I imagine ready to throw plenty, tons of money at him. There's plenty of others out there would love the opportunity to talk to Carlos Correa yeah. after. They see those medicals. Well, they might get a chance to talk to him. Um, did you happen to see the hit that uh, Mac Jones, the Patriots quarterback, put on Eli Apple? Have you seen that clip, Russ? Yeah. That uh, NFL is, Grayson Allen. Mm-hmm. So he's fine. He's been fined, I think, $11,000 for that, if I have the number right. Um, Eli Apple was calling him a dirty player. I, I don't understand what he was doing if he wasn't trying to do something dirty on that play. It made no sense. And... He has that. He had that play with uh, Brian Burns of the Panthers last year, where he was grabbing his ankle and twisting it. And at the time, when he slid and put his foot in Jaquan Brisker's crotch, I thought, "Come on, you can't. You couldn't do that on purpose. You couldn't. That's an accident." But now I'm starting to wonder. I knew in the moment that that was on purpose because there's no reason to slide and extend the legs so far in the air, knowing a dude's trying to jump over you. And there's also plenty of video of him, like trying to trip players as they run by and things like that. And it's like, man, the film's out. And I think what's worse is guys around the league talk. He's putting himself in a very dangerous position because people are going to have no qualms about taking shots at him after plays knowing that he does things like this on a consistent basis to try to hurt people. It's a weird, I, I don't, I can't think of another quarterback who's ever been accused of something like this. It's a very weird streak, but there's enough incidents now where it's like, you have a history. Come on, man. There's evidence. evidence. Uh, Are you familiar with the Oxford dictionary? Yes. Yeah. Uh, they do a word of the year every year, and the word of the year this year was one I had not heard of until it won word of the year. Do okay. you know it? You look like you know it. No, I was going to say it was a... Uh... It's not glizzy. Oh, yeah. Or glizzy. <laughs> it's goblin mode. Have you ever heard of goblin mode? It's slang. No. It, according to the Oxford Dictionary, is Wait, wait. As... Go- goblin or goblin? Goblin. Goblin, like uh, goblin, the, like the uh, monster, like the monster, like a goblin. Like, um, oh, okay. Well, that's different than what I initially thought. Go ahead. I didn't know if it was goblin, like a, a shortened version of gobbling. Oh, I understand your confusion have, completely. Yes, I follow it. Because then we have to have a different conversation here. But okay, well, I, I'm unaware. Go ahead, Tone. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Do it, Tone. Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all like to catch me in 4K. <laughs> <laughs> we have the recording. We can just go get it. Tony Gill, the Shakespeare of his generation. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the Oxford Dictionary defines goblin mode as a type of behavior that is unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly, or greedy, typically in a way that rejects social norms or expectations. All right. Hmm. All right, Oxford. Like we could have did without this being the word of the year. I'd never heard of it. I, 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 I haven't either. You would think I would have heard of the word of the year. As somebody who uses words for a living, yes. 
It sounds like just being lit, Tone. Only the producer in the game. Only heard Goblin in one phrase, and we just used it in my house. Um, in my <laughs> with my my siblings, I won't say it here, but it's it's funny the way we use it. But <laughs> I'm surprised Goblin's making like a like a resurgence in mainstream. And finally, Russ. An environmental group is pushing to reintroduce jaguars to the American Southwest. They want to repopulate the jaguar population uh, near the Arizona-New Mexico border. Is it going to be Lawrence? Very close tone, but not. we're not talking about the Jacksonville jaguars in this case. We're talking about the animal, the jaguar. Uh, There is believed to be one jaguar left in Arizona. One. And they used to range throughout the U.S. And now they're mostly like they, they were they'd been killed off over the years uh, for their pelts, for the fur and to protect cattle. And now they're mostly like in South America and you will find some in Mexico. Um, my thing is this about wanting to reintroduce jaguars into the wildlands of America. Um, don't we have enough problems? Like I'm all for the jaguars well-being and everything, but like. I, the last thing I need is for someone to be repopulating jaguars near where I live. Like, do, like, should we bring back wolves? Do you want me to like repopulate the wolf population on your street, Russ? Like, here's my thing, man. I'm all for the repopulation and, and watching out for endangered species. We're pro and animals, like, right? But like, bro, if y'all want to repopulate the koala bears, oh, all for it. <laughs> yeah. Let's go, yeah. let's go. But they you want. So we're not doing this. We, we are, but, the, but you want to repopulate the world with, or Arizona, New Mexico border with jaguars. I wish I would be in Scottsdale at Bourbon and Bones, a lovely, lovely evening in downtown Scottsdale. The windows are up, music's playing, enjoying a nice steak and glass of bourbon, and a jaguar pulls up. Because you know what? It's one of those moments, like we talked about earlier, where it's like, all right, man. It's about it's gonna be a wrap for the boy. I read a book. I wrote a book about human wildlife conflict called Fuzz. Great book uh, by Emily Roach, and she was writing about India and how it's just a common concern that there can be leopard attacks. Kids going to and from school, like you know, it might it might rain. you might like your shoe might break uh, or you might get attacked by a leopard on the way home. Things can happen. And I don't feel like we want to start that problem up in the Southwest. I think we're okay without, as long as there's still Jaguars in the world, I'm fine, but they don't need to be, they don't need to be here. I mean, maybe, all right, this is, this is deep, deep thinking here. Uh, maybe adding more Jaguars will help out the, the environment overall, right? Like, but a, a, a major issue is the the hole in the ozone layer because all the methane gas that comes from cow poop. Maybe it's too many cows. Throw a couple more jaguars in there. Let them have a couple cows for the free. You know, maybe it, it lowers the the methane that's messing up the atmosphere. Just just stop. So it's cow poop messing up the ozone layer, not like pollution from you know. Hey, it's a contributing. It's a contributing he's, factor. He's yeah. right. That is an issue. Um, I just still don't want to look out my window and see that there's a Jaguar in my backyard. Cause that's it for me. Then that would be my death experience, near death experience. Like Russ is talking about, I'd look out my window and a Jaguar would be 
as Russ put it, mean mugging at me. So here's my thing, Tom. Like Jason talks about all the time. If he, if somebody pulls up on him and Jewel, he not fighting. You think he gonna fight a Jaguar? Hmm. With what? Like, what are you even gonna fight? Exactly. It with? I mean, is it, is it Arizona a pro pro gun state? I I'm, can tell you right now, I, I would never be that talented with a gun. The Jaguar is gonna win. <laughs> it's a Jaguar. <laughs> Jason would shoot Jason. Right. <laughs> That's the news. Oh man, a fun, another fun edition of a uh, good old sports, Jason. We are, uh, gentlemen, we're approaching episode one hundred. We're going to reach the century mark here soon, and our two our uh, two year anniversary. So, some things to watch here on uh, your favorite podcast. As always, we'd like to thank our wonderful sponsors, Sheets and Giggles. Visit sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA. Get a mattress. They are fantastic. They are soft. They keep you cool at night. They they help your back if you got a bad back. Uh, They're great to, to snuggle on if you have a person in your life that you like to snuggle with. And then once you get the mattress, get the wonderful sheet set. They have... I think about 12 different colors that you can pick from all different sizes. They even got the California King size. If you, you got the long legs, if you're a hooper, if you long boy, yeah, if you're a long boy, they (laughs) they have the long boy sheets for you. Hmm. Uh, Sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA. Also like to thank our uh, other sponsor, bet MGM. You can get $200 in future betting credits. If you bet on an NFL game and a team, Scores a touchdown, you win if you bet on that game. You can use our promo code adjacent two hundred for that. They have everything: NFL, NBA, uh, college football playoff is coming up here over the weekend. So there's tons of stuff you can bet on. Tone, you, why are you making like chipmunk faces or whatever this is at him while he's trying you to? You definitely do look like Alvin's cousin, Jermaine. What are you? Do, what are you chipmunk. doing, and why? I, I picked that up with the mask. I used to do that under my mask a lot during the pandemic. Just and no one would know. No, nobody would know. Okay. I was like, you hey, understand, the, you understand the whole like model of how anything like this works at all mm-hmm. is that the sponsors are the ones that fund it. And then mm-hmm. that's how we pay you. Mm-hmm. And you're like making goofy chipmunk faces at him while he's trying to take care of the sponsors. Why would just, you do that? I mean, it, it just feels nice. Like, it feels you're doing nice. it on an audio platform, or, too, where, like, no one can see your hilarious joke that you're doing. Yeah, I was just doing it just for myself. Sometimes I just do stuff for me, Jason. <laughs> okay. Never mind Russ trying to do the ad reads. You're just over there doing it for yourself, as you say. I was listening. Okay. Good. Um, I'm to make sure I get this, this $200 worth of betting credit. Feel me? Anything else before we let the fine folks go? Tony, do you want to make some more faces that no one can see? <laughs> sometimes you got to do stuff for you, all right? To, I to think that's audience. mostly what you just do. Just do stuff for you sometimes, you know? Just that, that makes you feel comfortable. And, and Go nice. goblin mode. That's what that means. On that note, we will catch you guys next week, but not me. I will catch y'all in two. Bye. Thanks for listening to Sports with Jason with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? 
You a Jason to the mother.